Christmas is my So it tis the season to listen to Christmas music. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. Which means it must be Christmas. It, it's You know it's that season when the snow is coming down and the tree's on the floor and there's stuff on the tree and a little guy named Santa is coming down the chimney. Bringing Christmas music for all. I treasure the pleasure of Christmas every year. I'm getting into the holiday spirit. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this Christmas. It's just nice to watch people go insane online, you know, like kind of a, a predictably. It's like a it's like a chaser to meltdown May or whatever. That's true. Yeah, there's already been some good Twitter meltdowns. I'm sure there's plenty more to come. Yeah, it's like a infinite presence, you know. You know, hearing us say all this stuff about how we love the season of Christmas, there's probably someone sitting at home listening saying. What's the point? I hate it. Everything sucks and it's stupid. Yeah, a humbug. But maybe that's a humbug. Maybe we can change their mind of these humbugs with a few Christmas tunes. Yeah, yeah. We got to remind them the reason for the season. You don't want to be an Ebenezer Stooge. That's right. That actually reminds me of the best. Um, one of the best band names I've ever heard is uh, Columbus, Ohio's Christmas only song punk band uh figgy and the scrooges <laughs> that's pretty fucking good good but good stuff i i like to imagine that they tour year round though. they do <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we should normalize being a scrooge that's Even true in the that's context a very dangerous of band it's true it's like it's uh, true. having a grinch display in your yard yeah, I, like disgusting. maybe that's funny to you, but to some people, like people who really enjoy Christmas, that's kind of like a burning cross or a Confederate flag. You know, I hate to, to just drive by this. and you see a Grinch in someone's yard, and it just—I don't know. Yeah, yeah, not cool. Maybe man. it's funny to some people. I hate to admit it publicly, but I realized this week that I'm basically a Grinch centrist <laughs> because I kind of agree with his policy when it comes to adults of just stealing the presents and not having Christmas. I mean, like, it's fun for kids to get presents, but I'm like, I don't know. Do I really have to give presents to, like, other 30-year-olds? It just seems like a bit much. I'd rather just they give me nothing and vice versa. So I think I meet the Grinch halfway of we can just eliminate Christmas 18 plus and just keep it for kids. Sure, sure. So the the party line from Fortune Kit is no amnesty for Scrooges, but let's take a harder look at the Grinch, you know? Yeah, let's absolutely. Grinches should have a pathway to citizenship. Yeah, yeah. We're going to reevaluate policy toward the Grinch. You know, in the, in the 1940s, the late 1940s, so like 1946, 47, um, there was a program in England to take uh, what the British military uh, determined to be just like your average basic Nazis, like not too far up in the party, um, also just not regular citizens, like people who were actual Nazis, take them to Britain and re-educate them. And that's what we have to do. Uh, they re-educated them in these in the in these big schools in the south of England, and that's what we have to do with Grinches. Yeah, I think it's doable. It's a de-Grinchification process. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I'm okay with that, but fuck a Scrooge, you know. Yeah, fuck a Scrooge. They need to embrace the classier British style of Grinching. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to tone down the the stuff about the presents and the Whoville mm-hmm. and the, why the Who's have weird noses. You got to stop talking about the noses. How they all. You can't be talking about their phrenology and all that. That's right. Just uh, scale it back a little bit. Approach it from a different angle. Maybe use a euphemism. Is the Scrooge the British Grinch? Huh. That's a I think good so. Question. And that's what's so troubling. 
it would make sense. That was the birthplace of capitalism. Yeah. That their Grinch would just be a capitalist. The American Grinch. Wait, who made the Grinch? Was it Dr. Seuss? It was yeah, Dr. It was Seuss. Dr. Yeah, he was American. Yeah, so the, the, Grinch, the Grinch is the American Grinch. Scrooge is the British Grinch. I wonder what the Canadian Grinch is. It's I you. For, no. Bitch. No. <laughs> Fuck you. No, no, it's not me. For whatever reason, if you just asked me off the top of my head, I would say that the Grinch came from the North Pole for some reason. But I guess they just, in my head, he seems like an anti-Santa. And if the North Pole produced Santa, then it would also have to produce an equal and opposite reaction against Santa, the Grinch. What if they were brothers? The Grinch, the Grinch is one of those <laughs> pathogens when the permafrost melts, it, it comes up and it infects people. The Grinch was frozen in ice like Otsi the Iceman. In global warming, and sometime around the seventies, yeah, did you say goat? Yeah, thought him out. Goatsy the Iceman. No, Oatsy the Iceman. Oh, okay. But Goatsy oh. the Iceman would be pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good thing to have frozen permanently. We can only if I was the we one only who found speculate the Iceman. on his culture. <laughs> yeah. When I found him, I would be like, "Damn, that's a cold ass honky." That would have been my line. <laughs> Nobody would have got it yet. That's why we have to stop global warming. Because the hotter the Earth gets, the more the polar ice caps melt, the more Grinches we're going to see. And then, you know, we're going to have to send them all to these de-Grinchification camps, uh, which cost money. Yeah, they're going to be overrun. And then knowing how British people are, they're going to start getting racist against them. And then we're going to have a whole different problem on our hands. The way the ecology works, you have to have the natural predators of the Grinch in the environment. So you need, like, cave <laughs> lions... True. Uh, the giant sloth, yes, dire wolves, all that kind of shit. You need to unthaw those guys so they can kill the Grinch. Right. They just uh, they sort of bite around their neck, just hold them there until the Grinch stops Grinching, and then they open his stomach to feast on the warm organs. I mean, I guess I guess we could try and convert this plague of Grinches into a food uh, food source for humanity. You know. Soylent Green is Grinches. If we could somehow reverse engineer their brain and put them in reverse, we could get them to deliver packages for UPS because they always need extra help during the holidays. And we know Grinches can go to people's house and take the presents and go back to their house. What if we could just swap them? Yeah, yeah. So the start and end points, put them in the opposite places, get the Grinch to go in the other direction, maybe tell him, that the destination is just mess with their brains a little bit. See what they can do. Put them to work. We're going to achieve fully automated luxury communism by uh, reversing Grinch brains and getting them to do all of the, uh, the uh, menial piecework that makes up so much of the labor force now. It's going to be amazing. We need to, Funny I've, how we what? hear the, the loudest cries for freedom from the drivers of elves. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I've totally reversed my position. We need to heat up the planet as quickly as possible to uh, unlock this labor potential from uh, frozen in the ice. It might backfire on us. We might get a couple of the things mixed in with the Grinches, but we'll deal with that uh, when it happens. Yeah, we'll adapt. Uh, maybe we should try to get into a song here, though, to lift the spirits of these people I've imagined. <laughs> Wait. I had another thought. What if the reason Dr. Seuss hated the Japanese so much is was because of their designations on Manchuria and Siberia, and he thought they were going to thaw out the Grinch? Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Something to think about. I think it sounds like a credible theory. 
Do we really know what that Japanese bioweapons research uh, facility was doing in Manchuria? No. You know, were they working on Grinch technology? Probably. They've definitely embraced Christmas. They love Christmas over there, even if they're nominally not Christian. But uh, it is kind of a they have a lot of dark Grinching in their past that they kind of try to sweep under the rug. Mm -hmm. They've got these Grinch monuments, and I don't know. There's a there's a reckoning that has to be had still. Yeah, like the the Japanese thing with Christmas though is such a great example of how Christmas is truly secularized. Uh, of like how like going to KFC is a Japanese Christmas tradition. Mm-hmm. It's just all just Hell like yeah. weird manufactured consumerist shit. It's very funny. It's more clean to see it there than it is here, where it still has like the Christian roots to it. Yeah, you still yeah. have those arguments, like the reason for the season, exactly. all that crap. Exactly. In countries where they don't have that religious basis, it's more fun because nobody's arguing. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> it's it's about dressing up your dog as Santa. And getting presents. Yeah, that's it. That's absolutely it. I just realized people are mad at um, Vladimir Putin and and Russia for uh, like quote unquote encircling Ukraine with like uh, you know with waves of uh, troops and rockets and military equipment. But it's pretty clear what they're doing. It's you know Ukraine is trying to bring the Grinch back. They have a lot of Grinching in their past. And now you see people walking around with like Grinch back patches, waving Grinch flags, and uh, Russia's just trying to stop uh, the spread. It's going to be a domino effect kind of thing with the Grinch. That's right. Speaking of global warming, that's one area where Ukraine kind of takes the L. Because the entire reason the Russians wanted Crimea is because they wanted that warm water port. That's right. Because Archangel or whatever in St. Petersburg were too frozen to get many ships out. Yeah. And Kaliningrad's not going to work year-round either, so they need that. But now all that shit's going to be warm. Who needs the Black Sea? Yeah, it's true. Over time. It's going down in value. Pretty soon the Europeans are going to decide, wow, that beautiful agricultural land is just not worth it. Mm-hmm. We don't need the steps. Well, what do you say we get into a classic song here to kick things off? My favorite part of Christmas is the trees. But I'm not talking about a Douglas fir. What kind are you talking about? Yeah, what kind of trees, man? I'm not going to say. I don't know if the police are listening. Well, maybe someone else could say it for you here. Are you talking about a like a, a blue pine or a or like a spruce? No, no, not a spruce. Okay, okay. Are you saying that a normal Christmas tree would be a shame if it burned down in your house, but the type of tree that you're talking about, you would intentionally burn in your own home? To bring Christmas cheer. Yeah, it's like cheer. a riddle. What is a type of tree that you like when it burns down? And I don't know the answer, but I know someone I who does. I think I know someone who does. Oh, yeah, it's age-restricted. <laughs> <laughs> just opening it in another window. Uh, uh, sh- yeah, should we all just watch it separately? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I've, we've never had that happen yet. This is so weird. So this is a blind juggalo rapper who makes badass Christmas songs. Don't touch my bong unless you're packing. Yeah, this one will be familiar to FYM regulars. Definitely. We found him through a food reviewer that he was commenting on. I don't know if he has people (laughs) comment for him or run his YouTube channel for him. Because I think he's he's definitely legally blind. I don't know if he's fully blind. 
But he was commenting on some food reviewer, and we found this video of him and his friend smoking a five-foot-tall bong <laughs> where they put an unground nug in the bowl. And having a bong that big does nothing to the head. It just means you have to breathe in more. <laughs> it's such a cool novelty, though. You do not Man, I love uh, rapping along to a melody like that, like, still he persists. Like, well, it's so funny to just follow exactly the melody of the beat instead of just, like, coming up with your own flow. Don't touch my bong unless you're packing it this Christmas season. Don't touch my bong. Do not ask me it's why It's a very mean-spirited song. Yeah. Yeah, is this the time to share your bong? Yeah, Christmas is about giving. It's not about uh, protecting your bong. It seems like, like, you know, if there's two kids and their parents get them both bongs, or one of the two kids asks for a bong and the parents get it for him, it's like saying to the other sibling, don't touch my bong. No, it's mine. I want to play with it. It's childish. Yeah, exactly. That always happened to me growing up. Imagine people going around uh, wassling for uh, bong hits. <laughs> to get into the universe of the song a little bit, I don't think I would want to put my mouth on a bong that someone else has been smoking, especially if it's someone who's blind. Because even people who aren't blind, their bongs can get kind of nasty and brown <laughs> without them realizing it or cleaning it. And if he's blind, I don't know how dirty that thing is. Well, you do know because you could see it. That's true, I could see it. And I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I mean, you gotta give the beat credit for having, like, at least it has, like, the sort of, like, reverby little, like, vocal sample things. We've listened to much, beat. much worse music before. On this yeah, show. I mean, one thing this has going for it is that it is perfectly competently made. Yeah. I mean, vocals notwithstanding, like... Yeah, the beat itself is, like, a fine beat, though. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that song. It's probably one of the better things we're going to hear tonight, but so is the next one. Yeah, it's all downhill um, from here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But um, Or uphill, depending on what you're looking for, though. Um, this is one I don't... I can't remember if we've ever listened to this. I don't think we have, but we may have talked about it a little bit, but Scott Weiland, he did like a whole Christmas album, right? Yeah. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It came out in like 2010, I think. He did this weird Bing Crosby impression. It was like he got really into Mad Men. It's, yeah, it's like the right time very to get into inexplicable. Too. Let's just Let's just get this one going now. The whole vibe of it is so like Mad Men of just like, this kind of deliberately 50s or 60s looking cinematography and color palette and like fake vinyl crackling. Oh, this is just... He went to he went to Radio City Music Hall and saw like a Christmas performance and was like, I need to I need to make a record. <laughs> totally. This is basically eyebrow moves. He looks terrifying in this. Like every face he's making is like he's getting a prostate exam. He's got his hair all greased up and slicked back to look very like 50s. It looks like he's had some like really bad work done too. Just a close up shot. Yeah, unpleasant. Yeah, very bizarre. 
Imagine all the people this had to go through to get greenlit, you know? Like from conception to execution to production. Hey guys, uh, I want to do a Christmas record. That sounds great, Scott. Uh, how much money do you need? Well, we need a lot of wreaths. We need an old film projector. We need a lot of sweaters. In the smallest glasses of scotch yes. you can find. Yes. I imagine he really could get away with it because it's just Christmas standards of like, if he was writing a whole album of Christmas originals, they would have been like, eh. Okay, well. But it's like, well, if you're going to do this stuff, you could sell some of this. You know, this will sell. Well, here's, here's some inside dirt about, um, about the music industry and Christmas songs and publishers is that publishers love and labels love when you do Christmas songs because there's only a finite amount of Christmas songs, right? And uh, classics, if you will. And they're always hoping that, like, there's going to be another Christmas classic, man. Because it'll get played everywhere, all the time. Cross genres. It's true. But it never happens anymore. Like, the last person to have a new Christmas song that's still remembered is, like, Mariah Carey in the 90s, right? Like... Exactly. But you will get playlisted, you know, immediately. Yeah, it's like there's bands like The Killers are one that comes to mind where they do a Christmas song almost every single year and nobody, not even like a big Killers fan could tell you more than the name of like one of those song tops, right? Like, Yep, that's right. More people should do parodies of their own songs with Christmas lyrics. <laughs> that's a better idea than trying to do Christmas originals all the time. So this one, I don't even know how we're going to introduce this one because we haven't talked about this guy before, but he's worth talking about. Forgiato Blow. Forgiato Blow. He's at um, the forefront of, well, he wants to believe he's at the forefront of MAGA rap, but all those guys have this, like, they all try to give themselves, like, Trump brain disease of whenever he does an interview, he's just like, I was the first one doing this, because he knows he just wants to, like, lie at his way to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it took me a while to figure out what's true about this guy, because there's, like, it's probably an intentional lie by him that he's Trump's nephew, but then once he's pushed about it in interviews, he can't bring himself to actually say that it's a lie, but he acknowledges that it's not true by passively avoiding it, where he's asked, like, is it true that you're Trump's nephew? And he's like, well, you know, people talk. And they're like, so you're not. And he's like, you know, yeah, we like, we've met. We're good. It's hard so to it's say. Like, We're good friends. Yeah, uh, I have a bus with a wrap of his face on it. We think, and even this, I can't like. I don't. I wouldn't say this with certainty, but we think he's the grandson of the auto trader CEO. Is how he actually has his money. Like he blew a lot of money on his shitty rap videos, and I think that's how he's rich. But even that could also be false. I don't know. He has like ten thousand dollars worth of face tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely inherited a lot of money, and the auto trader story is the one that I'm willing to buy because it's not cool. So it's probably true. Because why would you pretend? I don't know. I don't know if this is... I a... saw some comments on this that said, uh, yeah, he has pretty cool parties at his house in St. Petersburg <laughs> at his, like, parents' estate. <laughs> He's definitely a local, like, barren son. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't, I don't know if this is, like, a reactionary take or not, but I, with guys like this, I feel like let them do it because it's... It's it's just kind of distributing capital outwards instead. Of, it, I feel like it's better that this guy spends millions and millions of dollars of his parents' money on these stupid rap videos than like um, I don't know, uh, builds like a dungeon or buys a the sex island. Yeah, no, yeah, you're it stimulates the right economy. About that. 
Yeah. Give the money to like a video producer, like for rap videos rather than just other insane like finance guys and shit. Yes. Why not? I was thinking about the lie that he's Trump's nephew and considering the implications of it. And Trump's only sister is Marianne Barry, who is 84 years old. And this guy is, I think, 31 or something. So he would have had to have been born from a woman in her mid-50s. And I assume it wouldn't be Trump's brother in this line. Yeah, he would have taken the Trump name, yeah. Yeah, he would have been named Trump. He would have been Forgiato Trump. But for Forgiato Barry, that would be cool, too. Forgiato Forgiato Trump is a sick name. He should have chosen that name anyway. Forgiato Blow is like the name of an NPC in Vice City. Yes. (laughs) God, and also, okay, so this song is called Let's Go Brandon Christmas, which itself is so pathetic because he's done like five other Let's Go Brandon songs because he's just desperately trying to get clicks from... Is it a guy named Brandon Christmas, like Lloyd Christmas? Let's go, Brandon Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> right, maybe we just get this one oh going. God, it's, Santa Claus. it's like under two minutes long, too. Like, one forty-three. Yeah. This shit right out. Oof. That's like the Beatles in nineteen sixty-three. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get this out on the timeline, guys. God, he's getting impeached. <laughs> I love that too. Of like, insanely stupid conservative thing of like, just because. Trump was impeached. They just want Democrats to be impeached, but they can't say why. It's just the idea, like they deserve it to get even. You know? Yeah, they did. They it think to it's us. like a mic drop moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Biden, Green. But why does he need to get impeached? There's, you know, I can't even tell you why they think that. Every like epic Republican Congressperson has tried to do an impeachment on Biden, and it goes nowhere because they can't impeach him for anything, and they don't have the votes. Exactly. It's so crazy to make a minute 43 song and then have a video for it. Like, just play it twice. Most of the people listening to this are so senile that they have no short-term memory anymore. They won't remember they heard it. Like, they're just let the beat play for a full minute. You can at least reach two minutes on this. Plenty of things you could do. Who is the audience for this? I think people twice his age, like people who are like 65 who are like, I don't really like rap, but that Forciano guy, uh, <laughs> he's got a nice message. Merry Christmas. Trump told me he's coming back to save America. It's people who are still into the Let's Go Brandon thing. Yeah. Which is, I think, largely older people. Like, I assume I'm not deep enough in these communities to know. Uh, how these things work, but I assume that younger MAGA people are sick of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the same so, way that yeah. like people on the left felt about uh, Dotard or Kofifi or that oh, kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. It's like, you know, like I, I don't like him either, but come on. Yeah, it's getting getting kind of annoying. I I will say so. Uh, a couple days ago, I was I was at Chicago O'Hare, like transferring back to Montreal. And I saw two Let's Go Brandon t-shirts in the wild. And they were both Ooh. worn by pe- people who were uh, large, overweight men in their mid-30s, early 40s. Like, both wearing their masks, like, defiantly sort of down their face. So they're just, like, the nose and the top lip is hanging out. Like, a uh, mask wearing in all but, you know? You know? like Yeah, yeah. And one of the dudes had a Let's Go Brandon shirt 
Uh, he was wearing khaki shorts and had a big Celtic cross on his giant calf. And uh, he he topped off his fit with a, a Grogu backpack, like a plushy Grogu backpack. <laughs> oh, man. This is like something that Tom willed into existence. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I saw this guy. And he was red, like red like a lobster, you know? And just just yeah, that's awesome. Just fucking trundling around the sea terminal at, at O'Hare. Incredible. Those guys want to be in a ventilator so bad. Yes, they do. Just subconsciously, they need to be in that ventilator. It's like they're like a vampire trying to get back into a coffin. Yes, <laughs> put me in there. Yeah, just wave aggressive waves coming off of this guy. You know, I'm gonna sit here at DGI Fridays and breathe in and eat food until I get in the ventilator. <laughs> Yes. So uh, Forgiato Blow did an interview with like a radio station in Tennessee uh, after he released this song. And uh, I mean, I got to find just the good excerpt here because, you know, they talk about it for quite a while. And the radio host is saying, oh, the song's really funny. It's very clever. And it's clean, which is a really great thing to point out. Yeah, they're really they're both really stoked that there's no cursing in this song. But, and that's what makes the next part of the interview so funny is the host is like, so the part that struck me that was a little clever, a little on the edge, but no cursing involved. We're talking about Vice President Kamala Harris. You attach to her one of Santa Claus's famous sayings, ho, ho, ho. That was quite clever, I thought. And he said, thank you so much. There are no curse words in it. Everybody can take the words for how they want them to mean. Ho, ho, ho. We all know what exactly Santa would say. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. One of those famous... So I guess that's the audience for this. It's like, it's the way eight-year-olds think. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Ho, they say ho in rap songs, but Santa also says ho. So what if Santa was in uh, gangster rap? Yeah, what and if that's Eminem it, was Santa? At the end of the day, it has to be just like a subtly racist thing. Because like... Totally. Her problem is that she's such a square, right? Like she's not like I don't get why they all like think she's been she's married a head to the queen. same dude forever and shit. Like yeah, like it's insane. Like the only way you could come up with that narrative is just by being insanely racist. It it does not seem like she's someone who sucks dick all the time. Yes. Also, what are and if she was, it would be cooler because it yeah, would be that would something improve her image. <laughs> what are Santa's other famous sayings besides "ho ho ho"? Like uh, "Merry Christmas." I think Let's Go Brandon is one of them. <laughs> yeah, you would have to really reach to find more than just ho, ho, ho. You would have to have, like, you would have to expand the definition of a saying. Yes. <laughs> until, like, everyone's uh, catchphrase is hello or how's it going. Like, when someone's really trying to fill out an IMDB page. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like Mikey Miles, <laughs> like my saying is the "What's up?" Yeah, that's my well-known catchphrase. Yo, yo, I'm always saying yo. Yeah, I feel like he's someone we could easily return to. There's obviously more to uh, Forgiato Blow than we've gotten into, but uh, that's just a good qu Christmas-related taste of where he's at. Yeah, this is a Christmas it's on AM radio. That interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool too. It's amazing. God, he's such a bullshitter. Again, like, well, this is where we're just going to go in circles, kind of, but he's such a bullshitter. Like, there's so many people who want to be a Trump-style bullshitter, but they're all so much worse at it than him. Where it's like, you just take every opportunity that comes to you, even though if that's, like, AM radio in Tennessee where you don't even live and have probably never visited. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, Trump excels at bullshit because he's he's brave with it. Like he's a, he's a fucking tightrope walker. He'll lie about anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's a good point. In this interview, when he kind of quietly steps back from being Trump's nephew, he should have just been like, "Yeah, it's true." Very you know? untrumpian. Very untrumpian. If he's yeah, if he's really trying to go after the money, low, just keep lying. Dude. This is a low energy but, effort from Mr. Blow. Yeah, he has another song called "Let's Go Brandon Slide." <laughs> See, he made like five of them in the span of a couple of months. He's like, the fuck, he knows what he's doing. He's the fucking. It reminds me of Forrest uh, Bobby. Yeah, totally. Like Chubby Checker making Let's Twist Again. Yeah. The, the Christmas twist. There probably was a Christmas twist. He's the Boris Bobby Pickett of uh, Let's Go Brandon yeah. songs. Yeah, it's true. Like musical culture really is. I think that's the point we made talking about Monster Mash, but we've reached that point of culture again where you respond to songs from one month ago or whatever. One of the first things you see in this video is a tattoo someone has of Donald Trump yelling, and then Donald Trump has a Bitcoin tattoo on his forehead in the tattoo. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which I don't oh, think he man, would get tattooed rocks. on him because I don't think he's ever mentioned it. I don't think Trump... And I don't think Donald Trump would get a tattoo. Never. No, never. It's, uh, he thinks it's trashy. Yeah, it's trashy. Not cool. Also, it hurts, and he's a giant baby, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a good any, point. Even if he wanted one, he would never do it for that reason. This is a man who like famously like refused to go up a very short flight of stairs at the White House. He's a big yeah. baby. He wants to be pampered. This video is crazy. I'm just scanning through it, seeing the the images that come up. They're on a golf course in Florida. They're in a fake Oval Office set with a bunch of old people with Let's Go Brandon hats. Man. At some point, there's going to be a last Let's Go Brandon song. Yeah, the final Let's Go Brandon. And I wonder Let's what Go it's Brandon. going to be. Like, looking back, like, what's going to be the ultimate of Let's Go Brandon? What's going to be the Woodstock 99? <laughs> the Let's Go Brandon video where someone accidentally got killed by a golf cart. That's what's <laughs> no, going to happen. It's going to be in the villages, and it's going to end in death. Yeah. <laughs> Those all went out on, like, a very public... Uh, like moment of shame, but what's going to happen is it's just going to die with a whimper. It's going to be a video with 10 plays by someone no one's ever heard of. And that's it. You know, someone will die in it though. Yeah. Well, because the person making the song is going to be like 87 and they're just going to keel over at the end. It's going to be John Acapinti. Hey, Ooh, good segue. Excellent. segue. I don't know if he would be, if he would be down with the cussing though, even the indirect cussing. No, absolutely not. He thinks it's below him. I wonder if Akapinti is a Let's Go Brandon guy. I don't think so because he's so like disconnected from memes to his credit. Like he's never bought into any kind of Q stuff. He's never really embraced internet culture. He really just posts to his personal Facebook and then puts his songs on YouTube. You know, he's got a nice thing going. Yeah, he's... it has to filter through other guys his age on Facebook, right? Or like uh, Fox and Friends. Yeah. yeah, he's pure in that way. I was going to put on his Christmas song next that he just dropped, but I think while we're talking about him, we should play his other recent one that none of us have actually listened to yet, his annual thing where he does a birthday song for himself. We should listen to Brother John is 82. Let's go. That's self-care. Love those harmonized that guitars. Rocking. Yeah, this beat is nuts. November 2nd, 1939. 
Yeah, he clearly Googled the date of his birth and found a bunch of cool shit. This is Gimme Three Steps by Leonard Skinner. <laughs> oh, the vocal effect is back, baby. You can tell it's his new era because it's centered instead of being hard pan to the left. That's right, that's right. I thank God for his blessings and Yes. It makes sense for the effects to get worse as he gets older. As he gets closer to the grave, he should sound more like that. I have that otherworldly, ethereal croon. Yes. From across the, across the void. I think also his hearing is going in a specific way where, like, he's EQing the effects so he can hear his vocals. You know, like he's he's missing. Yeah. If you looked at a frequency scan, it would be you know kind of like Swiss cheese. He's missing a lot of frequencies. That's how yeah. that Black Sabbath <laughs> album was made, where um, they were listening to it too loud in the studio and they blew out all the monitors, and then they mixed it around those monitors. Oh, you told me that story. Yeah, that's yeah the Born Again album, the best album cover, too. Incredible. There's the one with, uh, I forget his name, the guy from Deep Purple. Clocking in at a hefty, bulky four minutes and eleven seconds. Yeah, he's kind of John over is eighty-two, and he can make a song that long. But Forgiato Blow, who is youthful, he has all the time in the world, and he can only devote a minute and forty-two seconds. Yeah, yeah. shameful. Well, our totally hero would be someone in between the two. These vocals really are like crazy in a new way. Like they're slightly different. I feel like he might have discovered punching in because there's a cut like about 10, 15 seconds ago where it just it sounds like a hard cut in the vocals. You know? Oh man, I wasn't paying enough attention. I'm gonna have to listen back. He just got Q bass for Windows 3.1. Yes. <laughs> The, re- the repeated Richard Simmons uh, clip art is kind of tripping me out here. It says, I, I used to be young 82 years ago, but it just keeps coming up because he probably doesn't know who he is. Yeah, I don't think he understands who Richard Simmons is. I don't know if he would approve of his non-Christian lifestyle. I'm getting that, yeah. The pictures always get faster. Yeah. That's always been the case, and it makes no sense <laughs> to me. I don't know. Simmons one again. <laughs> How do you make a slideshow where the rate of change automatically goes up? That's the particular genius of his work. He's building excitement. I think the part that's bugging me out about the vocals is there's like a higher harmony than ever. Yes. Seems like he added like an octave or something that's like really high up. It might be two octaves above his actual vocal. It sounds yeah, like it, it's like way up. It sounds insane, man. Maybe he has his nephew doing harmonies with him. Oh, Forgiato Blow. <laughs> yeah, Forgiato Blow. <laughs> he wasted all Acapinti's money to become a rapper. <laughs> his grandfather is a rich musician. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Good job, John. Wow. That was, I like it when it's frenetic. Yeah, me too. I like the unhinged Akapinti. Yeah. That's when he's really going in. Like the emotion is there. But, that was a song uh, about his own birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He feels passionate about it because it's important. Yeah, wow. Yes. But uh, let's see how he did on his Christmas song he just dropped. Here we go. Wide stereo panning. Yeah, that's like unusual for him too. Digital reverb on those. Weird oh, phasing man. and shit. Oh god. <laughs> Akapinti is the ghost of Christmas present. Gentile, Gentile. I am Jewish. I am Jewish. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, what? The Wailing Wall. What are this these is... fucking? What did he Google to find these images? Yeah, how do you Google Merry Christmas and you get a thing that says I am, I am Jewish? Jewish. <laughs> this is like the creepy pasta version of a Christmas song. Like I found it on an SD card in the woods, and the guy who sang it is dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting some extreme digital clipping on both the left and the right, mainly coming yeah, from the vocals. It's really over the top. He discovered stereo panning, I guess. Yeah, There's everything is in the hard center. Pan. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. This is kind of his dark side of the moon. Yeah, he's getting really creative with the mixing. Ooh. He's going to that great gig in the sky pretty soon. <laughs> I'll be genuinely sad though, because he is a genius. Yes. I'd love for him to live as long as Bob Hope and yes. keep putting out songs. I want to hear at least 18 more birthday songs. Me too, dude. Because like, as we're seeing, he's still evolving. Like the fact that all this shit is like hard panned in stereo now and just clipping insanely. Like he <laughs> keeps changing how he does it, and every time it's something we never heard. That yeah, every time he puts something out, he changes the game. That's he's like exactly. David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Except without that funny stuff. Yeah, exactly. One of these graphics had uh, just underneath it blog post 2017. <laughs> There's some interesting changes in there. I think he hit a diminished chord by mistake. Mm -hmm. Ooh, he's even got images that line up with the specific words. It's just an image that said in one accord. I would love to know how he sets that up. If he puts them in manually, or if there's like, does he download these and then import them all into the program, or is there a plugin in the program that automatically scans Google images? I don't know. That's a great question. But I feel like he, my guess is he finds them himself because they're usually just on a loop. But this one seems a little different because sometimes they line up with the words. Seems super reactive, this one. Maybe you can oh, detect joy, what you're right? singing and then it looks it up automatically? I don't know. Because in the past, it just seems like he was, because he would get the wrong things all the time and just roll with it, where it just seems like he was Googling it. But I don't know. Wow. Oh, it ends with one of those targeted t-shirts. I love those yeah. t-shirts. Wait, let's let's read that. We gotta I am a forklift operator born in August, and I will kill you if you look at me. Jesus, born as a baby. Well, who wasn't? 
preached as a child. It's <laughs> an amazing thing to say. Killed I wasn't born as, as a, a baby. <laughs> born as a baby. I came out full grown. Coming back as a king. Well, it's taking a while. What's the hold up? The stars aren't right. I think it's just like Avatar, where he realized that he needs a really big budget for it. And he's like, you know, I'm going to take my time with it coming back. He's building anticipation. He's like yeah. Jay Electronica. Yeah, exactly. He got a Rothschild pregnant. That's the issue. <laughs> it really threw him off. All right. Next up, though, we got to go to an artist who's on Acapinti's level easily. It's kind of a shame to do our first foray into his music for a Christmas episode because he has such a deep discography. I know we were saying we need to do an episode with uh, Cameron from Podcast About List about him because those guys have listened to him before on their show. But uh, Chief Kufri, he's been in the game for at least, I don't know, like 15 years-ish, at least. And it's hard to tell how many albums or songs he has because he'll just re-release all his songs with slightly different titles again and again and again. Nice. And just put out album after album. Um, but one thing he loves to do is release Christmas albums. But even within his Christmas albums, you're only going to get about maybe one-third Christmas tracks. So I pulled up the track list of Christmas Joy from 2009 to kind of illustrate this. <laughs> and... The first track on this Christmas album is a 14-minute song called Obama First Black President and Oprah Winfrey's Depression and Suicide as Things Fall Apart. <laughs> yes. I thought she was happy for Obama. Especially because this was 2009. That was like beginning. Like, we're going to have to get into that song another day because it's so long and it's just him ranting for the entire length of the track. And it's like really hard to follow. And it's going to take some like actual like analytical listening there but um on the track list we move on to second song is happy birthday for family friends and co-workers <laughs> then song three is jingle bell singular <laughs> track four is michael jackson row your boat <laughs> which is he's referencing michael row your boat the like christian song and yeah. then adding michael jackson because uh this is 09, so it's like right after he died, I think. Um, we Wish You a Merry Christmas is next. Then Jingle Bell Part 2, Amazing Grace, Silent Night. He's really getting it going here. Joy to the World, A Soldier's Christmas. Okay. Then <laughs> Sweet Asian Girl is next. <laughs> Followed by Women Power. He's very woke. I had this other Christmas album pulled up called World Happy Christmas from 2013, and it's almost exactly the same track list. I guarantee Except, you it's, it is, you know? Like, he reuses his songs so much. But Happy Birthday is track one here <laughs> instead of two. <laughs> he didn't want to open with a 14-minute Oprah polemical. But this, okay, track as 14. I keep going... Or sorry, what? No, go ahead. Well, yeah, let me... I'll keep going on this one because it gets to a different set of polemicals midway through, where after Women Power, we have Valentine's Day, then I Will Never Forget You, then, tribute of honor for Latinos contributing in America. We are not illegal aliens. That's a 10-minute song. Nice. And he's not Latino either. I don't know why it's we are illegal aliens. We are not illegal aliens. But next comes Bad Policeman Out of Control Bully Abuse Part 2, which that's a story for another day where he has like 20 different songs by that title too of like bad policemen killing in the streets or whatever. Um, 
The next is tribute of honor to Bono of U2 for humanitarian work worldwide. Wow. Then tribute of honor for Latinos contributions to America. We are not illegal aliens part two, which is also 10 minutes long. American military honor, army, Navy, air force, and the Marines. Next is the big cries of 100 million Americans part two. (laughs) Then it's the Latino thing again for another 10 minutes. Then it's bitch, get out of my life. You are the devil part two. (laughs) Then it's another 10 minutes of the Latino thing part four. Then in the final stretch of the album, we have a song called Michael Jackson, followed by Michael Jackson star, followed by Michael Jackson, gold diggers, woman, racist, D.A. greedy managers, which is eight minutes long, (laughs) followed by bad policemen out of control, followed by jump, jump, jump for joy. And that's it. Wow. Three hour album. I like that he goes out on a high note. I haven't heard Jump, Jump, Jump for Joy, but I'm assuming that it's a positive song. Yeah, something uplifting after all the sort of political and Michael Jackson-related tracks. World Happy Christmas has a different flip side. Uh, It's got Street Fight Lil' Kim versus Nicki Minaj Big War. (laughs) Powerful Hypnotism for Success and Good Health Healing Past Pains. Okay, I like that. Oprah Winfrey versus 50 Cent Big War. (laughs) More Oprah shit, dude. He's obsessed with Oprah. So, um, yeah, what I arranged for us here, wait, to just to introduce these tracks a little, these three in a row here are all chronological on the album I was talking about and probably also on the one you were talking about, Alex. Like, I think we need to get a feel for how his track list kind of flow because you'll notice something that happens in these next three songs <laughs> that's very unique of an artistic choice that he really likes to do frequently. <laughs> So here is We Wish You a Merry Christmas. <laughs> the pitch bending is amazing. <laughs> no, like, or maybe oh, it's just a siren sound effect. No, I think he's no, pitch bending. He also does stuff that's out of pitch, and then he also adds a siren sound effect. And I found... um. He has versions of the same song on different albums that are just pitch shifted where he'll do it in like, I don't know, let's just say it's on in A on one album. He'll pitch it up to like B or C on a different album, but it's the same recording. He just fucked the pitch up on purpose. <laughs> More artists should do that. So funny. Cut in like mid sample. This sound palette. Are they coming for Santa? This sound palette is uh, haunted circus. <laughs> creepy clown. We're in the clown's castle right now. Yeah, and, and the police are coming time. intermittently. <laughs> they turn around. Okay, all these songs are like overly long, so I think we should skip ahead here to Joy to the World. At least it's not 14 minutes. <laughs> this one, it's gonna evolve in a similar way. <laughs> I, I need to know what gear this guy is using because it's really it's hard like to Akapinti get a, like a in that way. fucking casio keyboard this out of tune like they're di- they're digital synths like you don't have a Those lot of a police like, siren at a police they're like weirdly shrill yeah you don't have a lot of control over the individual like pitch of like digital synth patches i'm wondering if he got it off pitch in the computer rather than on the keyboard, but that I really don't know. 
Oh, like a sample rate mismatch, maybe? Like, yes. He has the wrong sample rate in that. But I don't mean, I'm just guessing. But Van Halen no style? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, this guy is a substitute teacher in the Boston area. Yeah. It must be so sick to have him as a substitute teacher. That would be the best day of the, the whole school year. Children, oh God, put away amazing. your books. <laughs> Let's talk about Oprah. I could believe that he would make kids listen to a song of his in class. Definitely. It would be awesome. Would be... God, this one's really, like, the way that the siren comes in and out of this one is so good. Just when you think it's not coming back, it finally comes back. It's just natural <laughs> comedy. There's a, there's a lot going... He's playing with uh, time here, you know? <laughs> like, all of the themes of this song are happening. They're just happening on top of each other. <laughs> a lot of overlap in the notes, too. <laughs> Going down the scale and holding down every note. Yeah, it it definitely has the uh, it has the clown's castle feel. The tremolo on whatever the high thing is is it's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. He re he has a lot in common with Acapinti, I think, as a producer and arranger. Yeah. All right, maybe it's time to move on to Michael Row Your Boat. Immediately. In this the picture in all the videos, one. he's wearing like a big hat, a suit, a bunch of jewelry, a gold watch. And he appears to be in McDonald's, I think. I love the track list on this though, because like he gave us those two instrumentals in a row, and now he's ready to bring in the vocals, and you kind of don't expect it. It just flows so well. He's and a that siren that's louder than his vocal. He's a great vocalist. He's got a great voice. I wish we would hear more of it. Turn it up. Oh yeah. Most of his um, like conspiratorial ramblings, you don't hear enough. Like you hear plenty of it. But... It reminds me of the Nathan For You episode where they sell the smoke detector as a blues thing. <laughs> as an instrument. Yes. But it would be for a siren. Like, no, it can work perfectly in a song. He, okay, he's punching the siren in and out. The siren's always on. He's like, he's just <laughs> turning it on and off. Yeah, it's always so abrupt. It's like he's muting and unmuting it. I love that dynamic change there. It's really nice. <laughs> I wish the siren wasn't on it. I wish I could have the stems for this. Because I, I know there's the a really cool song in there. It's so cool to do over Christmas songs. If I could just hear the vocals and maybe the drums a little more. This is what people said about the first Jesus and Mary Chain record. They're like, I love this song, uh, Never Understand, but I wish... I wish that screeching, like, uh, feedback wasn't yeah, all over it. the shoegaze guitars, yeah. I wish the engineers hadn't all quit. Yeah. But that's what makes the song, is this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gets me every time. 
So I haven't even I haven't actually listened to this yet, but I want to see if Michael Jackson "Row Your Boat" is the same recording or a different recording. So let's check that out. Okay, feels different. Uh, is it? It is a different recording, and there are no sirens as of yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, oh, here's the thing. Now, I think he might have uh, added the sirens and all that additional noise over this recording, maybe? That's like the deluxe version. Possibly. But I missed the sirens. Or is it totally different? I missed the sirens. I like hearing the original song. This is nice. is the same recording but the other one's like a remix of it i keep waiting for the siren to come in yeah i do feel like that's the definitive version all right i just wanted to put one more christmas song of his on that six minutes so we can just talk over it but this one's called a soldier's christmas this is another this one's like a narrative one that he wrote. Like this one's more like his weird Oprah songs where he just rambles, but it's kind of like a narrative that he's imagining a soldier who's had a traumatic life um talking about Christmas. In this picture he's wearing a fur coat and he's holding two hundred and three dollars. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Okay, I love this guy. This rules. Uh, the drum sound is great. There's a really cool... Yeah, I wonder where that comes from. Slap delay on yeah. his vocals is awesome. Most of his songs that I've listened to uh, outside of this episode are super, super dry. Just like the driest drums, the driest vocals. There's a dub feel to it. Yeah, it's vibey. Yeah. He's Nigerian. You would think he was Jamaican, maybe. This drum machine rocks. And the darkness of war, blood, smell, death had been on me for almost a year. And in my loneliness... Yeah, we really should try to find his gear in the same way we did with Akapinti. Yep. I think he might even be harder to figure out because Akapinti was interested in at least sharing some of the details on his, like, ham radio website. But everything that Chief Kufri posts about himself is... A s- insanely self-aggrandizing. Well, like, why um, wouldn't he be? He's awesome. Yeah, it's true. And put it in my pocket. But like, I mean, this is like something we should get into in a full episode about him. But just to read from his Facebook, part of his like about me page says, "I am the chief executive of Celebrity News Network, based in USA for Hollywood stars, and I am a voting member of the Grammy USA and the USA Music Artist Click." Hell yes. I can make a star. Yes, I can make you a star by publishing them in my network worldwide. Click celebritynewsnet.com. We need to, he should be a Grammy voter. We need to get this guy up in Canada. We need him on the Juno's voting board immediately. Oh, I would love it. Honestly, he'd be better than most of the people who are on it. 100%. I think his album, Happy Birthday Christmas, should be... Nominated for a Grammy every single year. I have fought so many wars. Well, he'll release enough albums per year where he should just be every nominee. Wait, here's some more good sentences from his bio. Uh, There should definitely be a quantity award. Yeah, totally. 
Most songs, like the Guinness <laughs> World Records. Most music produced. Um, but his uh, bio goes on. Type his name correctly on any computer Google and see the lots of fans. Chief uses this opportunity to thank millions of fans in the seven continents. America, Europe, Asia, Africa, etc. Yes. Yes. This shit legitimately rules because, like, if you spend any time on the internet, you'll, you, you know, there's the massive flattening of everything. Everything is the same. Everything is trying to turn into uh, the same thing. All the jokes are the same. It's all the same. And then you get this guy, and somebody like Akapinti just lets you know that uh, people are are deeply strange and need to express themselves. Yeah, and it's, it's like we said before. Like, this is actual folk music, you know? Yes. It's exciting and inspiring. Like this is, in, I'm working on a, I'm working on a Christmas song right now, uh, with Devoika, and this is very inspiring to me. You gotta uh, get on that Chief Kufri level. Yes. This As I rocks. sit in the foxhole in the trenches, filled with dust on a Christmas day, and I think of my little girl. I have promised her that I will make it home on a Christmas day. But for almost a year, I have not seen my little girl. Just drums and vocals. I have not vocal. seen my loving wife. And I sit in this foxhole loneliness with my gun. Mankind has lost his many. We have forgotten why we had League of Nations. <laughs> we have forgotten why we had the United Nations. Yes. This is a great soliloquy. It's so cool, too, that, like... Mankind. For doing a song like this, it's like we've forgotten the reason for like kindness to each other, etc. It's just funny that the album cover is him holding two hundred and three dollars wearing a fur coat. That's right. The young eyes and my loving wife in this foxhole on Christmas Day. This stomps on uh, "Let's Go Brandon Christmas." Oh, absolutely. This guy does know struggle, unlike Forgiato Blow. I will care for you. Forgiato Blow, minute and 42 second song. Absolutely pathetic. Yeah, here we are listening to a six minute, 15 second epic. That's just drums. It's basically, uh, yeah, Hip Priest by the Fall. This guy puts out every Forgiato, or he puts out the entire Forgiato Blow discography every 10 minutes. Yeah. What mankind has lost his meaning? Man's inhumanity to another man. We fight each other. For every progress we make, we destroy it in war and hate. And on this Christmas day, I sit with the smell. I love too. His discography covers all of human nature because he's got this one that's just about how, about like man's inhumanity to man. But then he's also got songs that are like "Evil Bitch Left Me Part Two. <laughs> Many layers. The soldier came home and he found out his wife had been sleeping with his friend. Yeah. That I will be careful and that I will keep my promise. He's reflecting the human experience back. Yeah, exactly. The multitudes of experiences that uh, one person experiences in a lifetime. He has a lot of songs about how people should stop beating and bashing gays. Which is nice. Yeah. That is That's nice. what's so funny about him is he has this mixture of like progressive values with just insane conspiracies, with instrumentals, with police sirens over them. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pin him down. Thank you for showing me uh, this. This rocks. Uh, this made me He's very awesome. happy. This is a He's great a Christmas gift. 
Yeah, I feel like uh, we're going to have to dive more into his oeuvre. We're probably going to have to talk about Forgiato Flow more in the future. Uh, his Kufra, yeah. <laughs> Kufra. But um, hopefully to the person, I, uh, the straw man that I imagined in the beginning who is so mad about Christmas, hopefully now they have a smile upon their face from these At least you're not that songs. soldier in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. United Nations League, uh, League of Nations, you know. Hopefully, you're thinking about that, and not your 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 selfish Christmas desires. Degrinchify yourself this Christmas. Yeah. My only hope is for Christmas is, uh, or my only gift I wish for this Christmas is the same thing that Chief Kufri wants, just for everyone to remember why we made the League of Nations and why we made the United Nations. That's right. So Grinches can't be safe in any country. That's right. We will hunt them to the last Grinch. In a world ruled by Scrooges, I think Grinches are on the run. Who's to say who's worse? Also a plentiful and nutritious food source. Scrooges. Not Scrooges, Grinches. Grinches are, uh, I think Scrooges would be tough and stringy. The Grinch is the id. The Scrooge is the superego. I guess it's kind of the ultimate... uh, the end of the logic of eat the rich of do you really want to eat Scrooge? I feed a I feed a Scrooge to a Grinch and eat that Grinch, you know. I wouldn't feed a Scrooge to a dog. I'd be more interested in feeding a dog to Scrooge. That I would do. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know he would be eating it. He loves that shit. That's my favorite part of a Christmas Carol at the end when he sees the kid and he's like, "You there, boy? What day is it?" And the kid says, "It's Christmas Day, sir." And then. He flips a, a doubloon down, and the kid catches it, and he says, buy me the biggest, fattest dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then he takes the kid in. They eat the dog together, and the kid becomes his scion and becomes an evil millionaire himself. The that end. kid's name? Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes charity doesn't pay. 